Hello, welcome to another episode of Girl with the Camera podcast. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about... Let's forget horrors for a second, because the couple of last episodes were horrors and, you know, scary, spooky, but it is November and we're getting closer to Christmas. No, 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 don't worry. It's not... (laughs) It's not a Christmas movie I'm going to talk about. It's still too early, but, you know, I'm already thinking about Christmas tree. Anyway, I want to talk about something fun, okay? So let's talk about... And yes, it's going to be on Netflix. It's called Uncoupled. And basically, it's a gay saga. And what I... I was in the mood for some something fun. You know, something like Sex and the City. Like, who doesn't like Sex and the City? Iconic show. Of course, this is absolutely, you know, you cannot compare this to Sex and the City in terms of success. However, Uncoupled rating on Rotten Tomatoes is 75%. And then, I mean, that's quite good. Maybe is it because, you know, the leading role is Neil Patrick Harris? Could be. IMDb gave it 7 out of 10. But still, I'm quite amazed by Rotten Tomato 75, because you don't just get it, you know? Like, 75 is pretty good. So I gave it a shot, and I decided, like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. And definitely, you know, wanted to... Did expect something fun, and I didn't even realize that it's in Manhattan. So the whole thing is New York, and literally, it's a gay version of Sex and the City. So, let me just tell you a little bit about um, about the show first. So, Michael's life seemed to be perfect until his long-time partner blindsided him after 17 years of being in a long-time relationship. He has to confront the nightmares of losing his soulmate and suddenly finding himself as a single gay man in his mid-40s. So, this is an eight-episode Netflix show. And this is the synopsis in a, you know, short. And of course, literally, I know I said it like twice or three times. So if you imagine Sex and the City, you have the same thing for mid-40s gay guys. Um, Four people, again, four very close friends. Everybody's different. One of them is like Charlotte, right? Because one of them actually works in the arts industry. So he works in the gallery. Very, very like, you know, similar, by the way. And Michael, he's a real estate broker. So he's selling these beautiful apartments in Manhattan and New York posh society. So basically, it's really, really glamorous. And of course, they go to these clubs and parties. And our Samantha, you know, um, is Billy Emerson Brooks um, in the in the in the in the role. And pretty much um, he's our Samantha, right? So it's literally like he, you know, I don't want to swear on my podcast, but like he hooks up with everything that moves and he's got a very successful TV career. Um, and then we have Stan, yeah, Stanley is the, the guy working in, in the arts and played by Brooks Ashmanskas. And then we have, in my opinion, one of the most lovable characters and most fun, which is, for a change, it's a woman, and no, she's not lesbian. Um, she's straight, a single mom with one 
one kid, which is, he's basically in his teenage years or he's like 20 or something. Play So her character's name is Suzanne, played by Tisha Campbell Martin. She is absolutely brilliant. Like, even some episodes, you know, it's just like, if it's dragging a little bit or it's it lacks humor, she brings it and she delivers. Okay, like, honestly, my favorite character from all, from the whole show. So if I comment on Neil Patrick Harris, honestly... I haven't really watched How I Met Your Mother because I didn't find it funny. I found it that it's like weak version of Two and a a Half Men. And I was like, okay, I'm not interested. And then I kind of heard like, you know, he came out and like he's openly gay. And I'm like, okay, who cares? Uh, But now I was actually curious to see him in his kind of like real life character, you know. So, and he's, I mean, he's really lovable when he doesn't play an asshole um, womanizer, you know. So I could connect with him for sure. And it really starts, you know, the first episode, it's it's really heartbreaking. Like his partner just like decides like, ooh, I'm leaving. And I think a lot of people can relate to it, unfortunately. And especially those who've been, they haven't been married in in the show, but you know, a lot of couples, a lot of marriages, you know, there's marriage and then all of a sudden, even though like you don't see the signs and there's no like hints that something is wrong and they pretend like, oh, it's all great, you know, it's all good, it's all working. And all of a sudden one day they just say, oh, by the way, because they, oh my God, this is is horrible. Like Michael, so Neil Patrick Harris, so see, he he got a phone call from the neighbor saying like, I think you've been robbed because like everything is like, you know, moving boxes and like, like what's going on? And he was like, what? Like, what do you mean? And then there's a big birthday party for his boyfriend. And then he's like, oh my God, I have to tell you something, you know, I, was like, I think we got robbed. And then he says like, no, I'm leaving. So I moved out to a different apartment and I need a break and Michael is like what so it really comes as a surprise out of nowhere and you know then the story evolves and pretty much what I found so you know it's heartbreaking but it's also hilarious and kind of like life you know in general Um, so the you know the friends support him and it just goes on and on and on but what i want to say in general i mean so i watched all the, all a, all eight episodes and i have to say like it was a nice you know evening time like it's it's nothing special but i want to say it's not a trash it's not a complete like waste of time or rubbish it's You know, it doesn't feel like they try so hard, even though it's like literally what they tried intentionally is to become Sex and the City gay version, Uh, but, you know, which you cannot compare. But honestly, the screenplay and the story, it was well written, I would say. And I think that's why also Neil Patrick Harris agreed to that, because he saw like, you know, the screenplay is, is good and the story is, is 
is fun, but also life, you know, real. Um, so a lot of people can relate to like what's going on, like and any kind of situations. Like what is hilarious about that? What I found really hilarious is there's a guy, you know, in his mid forties. He's been with this with with his partner for 17 years and all of a sudden he needs to like he wants to date again right to move on and he doesn't know like how to do this because he's been out of the game for 17 years and obviously the internet came and (laughs) and all that so now he's like on tinder and grinder and he's like oh do you have a picture of you know naked i'm like what so the friends explain to him like oh you need your you know picture of your hmm uh, and otherwise nobody was going to talk to you. And then he kind of like finds these guys and he he tries to hook... So he hookups with some of them, but a lot of times it just goes south because it's just fun. It's just hilarious uh, when they are like, you know, almost going to do it. And then it's just such a big difference between like somebody who hasn't dated anyone for 17 years and all of a sudden like... He finds these guys who are just so weird and he's just like, I can't do this. Like, (laughs) I'm not, no, I'm not able to do this. I want my old life. I want, I don't want to date anymore. Like I want a relationship. And he, he finds when he, when he actually dates, he finds a lot of different characters. So the characters that, you know, they don't want to commit than the guy who wants to commit after five days. So it's like, oh my God, too much, you know. And it's it just goes in this circle, never-ending circle. And all the other characters have their own storyline, obviously. And it's kind of funny as well. And, um, you know, I have to say, like, the overall... I would give it seven stars out of ten as well. Because it's very well done, you know, sometimes it's a bit cliche. What I have to say, that probably my least favorite episode, because I was worried that it's going to end like this. You know, it's a bit of a spoiler, so I don't know if you want to listen to it. But, okay, I'm not going to, you know, say exactly what happened. But it had a very cliche ending, especially when... The whole episode was that they went to a wedding of their friend. And so it kind of ends with the wedding. And it's kind of like, oh my god. Who wants to look at the wedding? Oh, like, please spare me, okay? It couldn't be more cliche than that. Um, got exactly like Sex and the City flashback as well. Nobody dies, but one of the characters finds out he's got cancer. And it's like, come on. Like, that episode just made it... It pissed me off a little bit. Because, like, all the other episodes are fine, you know. It's fun, it's cool. But this last episode was just, like, a big letdown. Not to mention, the whole time I had, like, this... The whole time I had this feeling that this is going to end in a certain way. Which was very, very predictable. At least to me. And actually, it happened. So, I was like, oh, come on. Like, I want... A spin. I want a different spin. And what I want to say as well, like his journey from like, you know, basically grief of losing that partner to anger. But I expected a bit more. I know not everybody's like this, but I expected a bit more kind of like 
fight with it and kind of be like whatever you know and like different kind of situations where like where we where we see what the character goes through and what they do to make themselves feel better so i mean it's been there but it was kind of like you know not on the edge so maybe too random or too normal for me well i'm not mid 40 so i cannot really relate but it was fun and also you know in terms of the the others stories what i i have to say one one scene was absolutely hilarious (laughs) hilarious actually a couple of scenes so there was an episode where you know suzanne he's uh michael's friend she said like oh come with me there is like a guru session and he helps people you know, unlock their potential and it's like help them with their life situation. And Susan is desperate for a guy. So she's a single mom and she's also in mid-40s and she's like, I'm never going to find a guy, you know, that sort of thing, like literally sex and the city. And she's like, oh, come on, come to the session. And Michael is like, oh, okay, okay. And then they sit in this in this session, like a lot of people, you know, on stage and on stage there is Guru and he picks up Michael's name and he's like oh come join me and he sits next to him and he does this he snaps (laughs) he snaps his fingers in front of Michael's face and it's just he's like are you ready for phase one or stage one or whatever and he's like yeah and then he snaps the fingers in front of his face like and like literally in his face right and Michael is like what what was that and he's like oh are you are you ready for stage for phase two? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then again, and he does it like 16 times. And obviously there is a cut. And Michael says like, I don't feel any different. Like, what, what, what is this? And the guru is like, you are now done for now. So you can leave. And Michael is like, okay, like, what the hell? And he leaves and Suzanne comes from the you know from her seat and she's like do me now now do me do me do me and she sits you know and there is a cut and then the next day michael wakes up and he's got this beautiful like it's a beautiful day and he's got a smile on his face and he's making breakfast you know and he's like oh my god so amazing and he's smiling and he goes to work and he says hi to everyone and he's very like everything is great you know and he's like i don't know what's going on i'm so happy like i feel great and (laughs) it's literally like all of a sudden you know i didn't really get i was like oh did it did the session work like what happened and yeah so basically everybody's like what's what's going on and he's like no i just feel amazing and then of course everything goes to the toilet with one scene where we actually see, you know, the, it was just, a, you know, kind of like false feeling and then one scene and he's back where he was. But the scene that followed just cracked me, <laughs> just cracked me up. So, so Susan is sitting in her bed and she's watching TV and her son, which is kind of weird because he's like 20, but he lives with her and he comes and joins her and she's like, oh, you know, can you bring some ice cream? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they eat ice cream 
and they watch TV and there's like a film or TV show and there is a woman sitting in her bed with her husband or, you know, boyfriend or whatever and they eat ice cream and now she's like, you know, she's doing the same thing but the guy in her life is her son and she's eating the ice cream, she's looking at the screen, eating the ice cream, you know, there's a couple and then she's like, after a while, she's like, oh my god you're the guy in my life and her son is like what and she's like get out of my bed get out of my bed of course i cannot find the guy if there's no space available in my bed because it's it's you you are the guy get out get out and she kicks him out and what she does in the end she snaps her fingers in front of her face like to basically, you know, like, talk to the universe, you know, like, oh, now I made space for for the, for the guy. So, like, literally that scene just cracked me up. Like, honestly, Tisha Campbell Martin is amazing in, in the show. And the character of Suzanne is absolutely hilarious. Um, so, I want to also, you know, because I said, like, there's a great things about the show and then it's a little bit like just kind of not you know overall it's not amazing but it's a good fun so i want to read you uh, one review from uh from a person from basically viewer not like a critic so let me just read that because i think it kind of reflects uh the truth and the reality but you know you know so it says, Michael's life, t- uh, it says, hang on, yeah. I'm a six-year-old gay man. This is a typical Darren Star fantasy fest. I hate the fact that people watch this and think that this is gay culture. Rich New York gay man behaving in the most ridiculous manner imaginable. It's a total cliche. Yes, I loved Sex and the City, as obnoxious as it often is. A cartoon. I don't get this. Mm. I sat down and watched this with four gay men. They lasted four episodes. I stayed through the end. Give it a rest. With this elitist fantasy world, perhaps it's your reality, but it does not represent gay men. Most gay men are not ripped and avoid carbs and live in expensive homes and act like jerks. Uh... Neil Patrick Harris, are you having an identity crisis? Oh, and lame grinder jokes. So this is one of the, you know, of course I cannot comment on it. I don't know how's gay life for 60-year-old gay men or whatever. But um, I think this review is basically like the the honest opinion of someone who is actually kind of like living this kind of life. But this is like nothing that is connected to reality. However, don't we actually go to Netflix and watch something to escape the reality, you know? Um, On the other hand, when I watch Sex and the City, like, it is more believable because the situations they were in were actually, like, anybody could relate to it. And... Like, Carrie Bradshaw, yes, she had this fancy apartment in Manhattan, but she could barely afford it. 
And Samantha, yes, she was successful. And Miranda was successful. And Charlotte as well. And, you know, Charlotte had money from the parents. So, like, okay, this can happen. But Miranda was a lawyer and she worked really hard for it. And, like, they weren't rich beyond recognition. They were just, like, you know, hardworking women. And just, you know, Carrie had a lot of issues with money. And it kind of was like she had the book deal, so she got this money. But still, I, I don't know. I felt like it's more relatable. And obviously the stories of like um, sex and in general, like you could relate to it too. It basically craps, cracks you up. Uh, but in general, yeah, I think... Because obviously, like, it's hard for me, as I said, it's hard for me to relate to a 40, mid-40 gay person. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, this is... I, I picked this review because I think a lot of um, gay community, like, probably didn't like this. But maybe I'm wrong. But again, you have this show so you can escape the re- reality, right? And, like, why not? Why not? And why not just see this glamorous lifestyle of some of the gay gay people in New York and community in New York that actually, you know, even though they have fabulous apartments and some money, they are miserable. They can be because it's all about love, isn't it? So I don't, you know, like this review is kind of like, yes, but no. So I wouldn't be that hard on this show because this show is just you know it's just it's just normal fabulous glamorous show which shows the troubles and problems that we all go through at some point so yeah i'm i'm pretty happy about like the whole thing in general and just look at the, any other show like we want to watch fabulous you know people and you know a gossip girl, the OC, uh, any fashion show, I don't even like Ugly Betty, right? This glamorous lifestyle of rich and famous and Kardashians and Paris Hilton and whatever who had the, the reality TV show. Like we are obsessed by glamour, especially in the town like New York. Okay, so I don't see that this is a problem with it. Like, I think this is actually, like, what people want in the end. So, the question is, is this going to have season number two? So, if I look at The Guardian, The Guardian says, Sex and the City's creator should do better than this lifeless drama. And, you know, of course, Darren Starr is the creator. um, So, that's... It's obvious, like, this is just a gay version of Sex and the City. But I wouldn't be so harsh on that. Because Sex and the City, you cannot just recreate this. Like, it's impossible. You cannot do this. Especially nowadays. Or, like, it was the right time and right place. The timing of any kind of show... Like, if the OC came out today, it wouldn't be a big hit at all. Right? Because it was that time in place or maybe friends wouldn't be a hit if it came out today so you know there are a lot of shows that it's just literally reflecting the 
today's world. And also, and just like that, got a lot of crap from press as well, even though it was hilarious. And I think it was really, really great. And this is basically, this is Sex and the City, but in 2022 or 2021. Uh, but that was like the, the, it's the same thing, but of course, it's the different age, day, day and age. So what do you expect? Like you have to approach this in a different way. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't be so tough on that. And all I can say is if you want to have something, um, except for the last episode, okay, last episode was really bad, but in general, it was really good. So if you want to have some laugh and if you want to transport yourself to the New York fabulous Manhattan gay scene and have really funny stories because, you know, um, that kind of setup just screams for comedy in a way, especially when it comes to a lot of different characters. So in that kind of, you know, it's basically comedy, like comedy drama. I wouldn't say it's a drama that much, but you know, it deals with real issues. So I'm gonna give it like this. Um, I'm gonna leave it like this. Seven out of eight for me. Um, I quite enjoyed it, but I definitely just want to watch Sex and the City right now because, like, yeah, it's just so good, and it will never be able to be recreated at all. So. But of course, Sex and the City got a lot of heat as well. But it doesn't change the fact that it's just... Did I say fabulous? Tune in next week as well. And I'm just literally going to think about what I'm going to talk about. If you have any recommendations, follow me on social media and let me know. What should I review? You can find me at Nicole Van Videos or Nicole underscore Van on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you, um, YouTube, TikTok, anywhere, Twitter. And you will hear me next week.